we should read our Bibles. As men dig for buried treasure. When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, when he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of peoples according to the number of the sons of God. In those days, and for some time after, giant Nephilites lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. Take no part in the fruitless deeds of darkness, but yet expose them. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Life's a garden, man. You gotta dig it. Hello fellow treasure hunters, welcome to the excavation site. I'm Justin, alongside me we got Ben, Stephen, and Chad. We'll be your guides on this excursion. Hope you brought your shovel and your compass, because we got the map. Let's dig. Hello all my local guys and gals and long distance pals. We're back. Back. Yes we are. Are you okay, Stephen? <laughs> I'm great. I'm so excited. Oh, you under the weather? Just a little. I'm freezing. I turned it off, man. Man, I tell you. Just so ungrateful. We started here, and it, it would be so hot in this tin can, and then Ben puts us some air in here, and now you're going to complain. Do you remember me ever complaining about being warm? Ever? I just don't understand. A guy from Michigan. That lived in Florida for 13 years. But you're still from Michigan, complaining about the cold. I complained about it there, too. <laughs> Maybe he's menopausal. I, that's possible. That's a thing. He did say he's getting, uh, he's getting up there in age. I, I saw the first pyramid being built, I told you. Yeah. Well, well, then how come you keep acting like you don't know about the fallen realm technology, then? On the Facebook community, you keep you're, you're dropping hints of a time that you were there and you secretly know what's going on. He he might. Are you the one that's giving us technology nowadays? Shh. Oh, sorry. You should be contributing to this podcast a little more then. Give us some forbidden <laughs> knowledge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, uh, this all these wires and stuff in front of me are witchcraft. I have no clue how this is working and where those cords are going. I don't know. Oh, but. gosh. One thing I can say... Thank God fall is coming. It's starting to cool down. Oh, yes. The leaves are just now starting to change. Bonfire mm, and football camping. season. Camping. I'm looking forward to next summer. Yeah. You probably are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, uh, whose turn is it to pray? I've lost track. I'll pray. You need it. Don't pray for our air conditioner to go out. <laughs> I can fix it. Don't worry about it. Okay, never mind. He knows a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> All right. Dear Lord, thank you for everything you've given us. Thank you for continuing to bless us with everything you have for allowing us to do this podcast, allowing us to, to have this fellowship time. Please help us continue to, to keep on the path that you want us on. Help us to reach one more person every time we do this. Anybody that we can help through something or just help learn a little more please lord just let's let's uh please help us reach them and uh, your name we pray amen amen well today uh is uh more uh spiritual warfare and we kind of dove into you know exodus the plagues how that was you know a battle of the gods 
uh, in the Red Sea crossing. That was all spiritual warfare. So now we're going to kind of dive into uh, modern day spiritual warfare with uh, specifically uh, the mission field. You know, these missionaries are out there uh, battling, you know, these lowercase g gods and rulers of the nations from Tower of Babel every single day. You know, and they, they are experiencing this spiritual warfare, you know, on a day-to-day basis. So uh, who better to talk to than uh, somebody that's been in these places and the, the land of these other gods and uh, hear some of the, uh, the stories that they've encountered. Of course, we know Ephesians uh, chapter 6, verse 12 says, you know, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. And uh, Book of Enoch, you know, we've talked about that, you know, how the uh, disembodied uh, spirits of the Nephilim are the demons tormenting us in Deuteronomy 32. So uh, we're just going to dive into that and uh, hear some experiences. Well, here's the thing. Don't tell my wife you gotta but there is a very beautiful blonde woman across the table from me right now and i'm gonna try my best to focus wow on her or not on her (laughs) (laughs) on the subject matter oh on the subject matter Mm -hmm. yeah so she's a lucky lady yeah so uh allow me to introduce uh Mrs. Doc Brown. Hello, hello. <laughs> and uh, I know it's so easy. Bad for her. It's easy to say, you know, that I'm, I'm biased. Oh, he's bringing his wife on the show. Well, I'm gonna let you know. This woman is a world traveler, missionary. Mm-hmm. She's been to India. She's been to Haiti, uh, South America. She, she's been all over the world, uh, working for God and uh, mm-hmm. spreading the good news. You know, in the Great Commission, the last thing Jesus told us was to, you know, spread His word and His kingdom to all nations. So she's actually a, a foot soldier, and she's got some really great stuff. Wow, what a build-up. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's neat to see see where you go on Thursday nights. <laughs> it's neat to see the place, and just um, I'm, I'm honored to be here. Thank you. So I guess just, uh, you know, spiritual warfare, the things that you've seen, I guess just kind of walk us through, you know, Okay. You know, where have you been? What have you seen? And just well, um, yeah, I have been to several different places, um, but by far, um, when it comes to that subject, it would be India and Haiti, which um, India is a part of the 1040 window. Have you guys heard of that phrase? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, I have with you. Yeah, a lot of people haven't, and it's it's a pretty big deal. To missionaries um so 1040 window it's 10 degrees and 40 degrees north of the equator it's a rectangular area in that 1040 window is the 90 percent of the world's poorest of the poor this is where missionaries should be going is a 1040 window yet i think the statistics is that like two percent of of missionaries and funding goes to this area and the reason being It's China, it's India, it's places that, um, in China, it's illegal to have a Bible. It's places that's not as easy as South America and as gentle. But this is, 1040 window is a very big deal because 3 billion unreached people live in the 1040 window. Of that 3 billion, 1.6 billion have never even heard the gospel one time. Um, There's a statistic that says that in America, well, in the United States, 
How many times do you think, as an individual, we have been presented the gospel in a lifetime? Like you have been presented, hey, this is the story of Jesus. Do you want to follow Jesus? How many times? I'll, I'll tell you this. It's under 10. but From birth? Yes. Minimum seven times a, someone from the United States has heard the gospel presented to them. I mean, as in, this is Jesus. Come to the altar. Let me pray for you. These people, 1.6 billion, have never even heard it. Not one time. Yeah, that's wow. crazy. And that is the 1040 window. Um, even the number for the Americans, yeah, yeah, that's I, I would think, you know. I mean, you drive by a church all the well, time. You yeah, know. But, but it's not an official. That's but, the South. Right. That's true. the South. What's true. it like up, up north? I don't know. I feel like what I hear is out that. Out west would be more, I would think. I've, the northwest. My, would be the, my experience is a little, I mean, I'd say Midwest, like when we talk about Michigan, places like that, I think that it's it's not quite you know, like the Bible Belt, but it's it's not far behind. Uh, and maybe to me, I'm a little biased. I was brought up by very Christian parents right. and a very Christian atmosphere. So I don't know. It's hard for me to really answer that. Yeah. See, that's where I think where we're at because, like me and you, we've been in it ever since we was born. Yeah, against my will you know, when I was younger. Well, yeah. When, you know, I'd rather sleep in or watch cartoons. Yeah, you can know? you guys even imagine living in another country, though, where, you know, you don't have a Bible in, in the house at all or never even. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? When I was in India. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of can grasp a, a hint of what she's talking about being in Iraq. Yeah. You know, I mean, because some of them lived in dirt huts pretty much would i mean they'd have cut out for windows but no glass you know i mean i saw that in china it's i mean you know same thing. and then if it if this is even poorer than that you know you see movie stuff down in mexico living in them little shacks you know and if that would be worse you know they're practically mm-hmm. sleeping outside under a tree mm-hmm. which as americans we're very very yeah. blessed and spoiled whether we realize it or not oh. yeah definitely spoiled um and and speaking of china india and china is has the largest group of unreached um and all this is from a thing called the joshua project you can google it and it gives you all these statistics um so india was um definitely you could feel it the the heaviness um you know there's a river there called the ganges river that they, um, it's it's a holy river to them, and they will bathe in it, and they there has also been sacrifices. Babies have been drowned in this water for their gods. How do you guys know how many gods they serve in India, as in Hinduism? I do well, you got know. the cow, probably thousand or more. <laughs> I mean, in that Hinduism, they worship the cow. That's one of them, yeah. They, it's like their dead ancestors yes, or something. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I would assume reincarnation. I mean, oh, you, you guys will not believe know. this number: three hundred and thirty million gods. Good gracious! Now there's thirty. Now, can you give me those in alphabetical order? Yes, okay. I will. I will. I'll send that to you. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll we'll be here a while, guys. I'll email it to you. <laughs> this will be a multiple 30, episode. There's thirty three like main gods, but underneath that is three hundred thirty like smaller gods but but this and that's a problem when we went to india oh sure we'll accept jesus along with all the other gods 
So that was something that we really faced. We had to say, hey, our, see, their gods are all dead and gone. We have to say, our God is still living. We can have a relationship. So that's that's something that we face there. I'd say, why are you serving a dead God? How's he God if he's dead? Mm-hmm. No, he's probably Nephilim. Uh, well, they're still dead. They're still Ish. dead. Um, so, yeah, exactly. Um, so, so I, when, you know, they have temples everywhere. Right. And did you guys ever, did you ever go in and see a temple when you were in China? Yes. Did you go inside? Oh, yeah. Tell me, tell me about that. Well, actually, it was pretty disturbing, to be honest. Um, I think most of the temples that, I think we went to a couple, um, one of them I remember specifically was, uh, the Temple of 10,000 Buddhas, it was called. And you, we went in there, and um, it was more of a complex. You know, it's huge. There's, it's just it's just sprawling. But you go in there, and um, we we walked kind of around, and we saw these. I thought they were altars, mm-hmm. and they were smoking. And uh, I walked around behind. No, they were cremating bodies while we were standing right there, and I didn't even realize. There was people burning in the in little ovens back there. Just people are walking around and doing their mm-hmm. thing. And, I mean, it was, it was for someone who was, I, I don't I was 14, I think. I was fairly disturbed at the time, <laughs> to be honest with it. you. I mean, it's something that we don't, you know, it's not part of our culture. Mm-hmm. So, we, I mean, if it, if it was, I'm sure it's very normal, you know, for mm-hmm. people there. But I just couldn't believe Um what I was seeing at that time, it threw me off, but. But even with that Ganges River, I've seen like a documentary, like they like wrap their dead up and mm-hmm. send them down that river mm-hmm. or cremate them right there beside the riverbank yes. and pour them in there they and do. then right down the way somebody's bathing in Oh yeah. It, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I went there as a teenager, so they were like, okay, you could go shopping for the day or go experience the Ganges River. Well, what did I do? I went shopping for the day. I wish I would have went and experienced that, but no, my friends... you don't want to swim in some dead no, people water? No, they didn't swim. They took a boat out in there, and my friends said that you could see just the parasites and stuff in the water. <sighs> um, but this is this is holy water to them. Um, so, yeah, so going to the temple in India, um, you just walk in, and it's like people are doing all these rituals, like, you know, just these rituals to these gods. And the priests are walking around with water. And, boy, their eyes were glazed. It was like they were on another planet. And they were just walking back and forth with this, like, holy water that they would um, splash on you. Um, but I got so They'd sick. Splash that on me. I know. <laughs> it makes you wonder, though, Is it like a for, was it like a form of meditation that they were in? Or was it, were they under some kind of, yeah, That's some kind of. That's kind of what of, I'm um, thinking. No, I don't know. Substance? I don't know. And, you know, there's poor, obviously, there's poor people everywhere there, um, but they would have rooms full of just stuff that had been brought to the temple, to the gods, full of just um, nice, nice things. Um, but, but yeah, so I was there as a teenager, and I got so sick, and I didn't know why I got sick. You drank the water, didn't you? No. Oh, no, definitely did not. But after the temple, I got sick because we went to eat right after we went and had our peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and I could not eat, and I and I didn't understand why. And it was just the sensitivity. My spirit was just sensitive being in that in that temple, and it made me sick. You could feel mm. the presence of feel. these other gods. Yes, definitely. So, um, and that and that's what my team leader said to me. She just said, "You're just you're because you know everyone else is 
going on laughing about what they experienced blah blah and i'm over here sick like literally sick um and i i'm just you know i've just been that, sensitive that's a spiritual gift of yours that i've come to know over the years well and i think it's i think it's on both sides because the holy ghost you know we can be sensitive to the holy spirit and i think that we can also be sensitive to the other side of the darknesses also and i think it's something that can grow just this, this is just me personally talking i think that the more you listen and the more you follow i think that that i've seen it in myself grow over the years and this is uh a woman that honestly is so spiritually sensitive one time we went to a uh, a flea market in Gatlinburg and I mean I have no lies to tell you we were walking around of course I mean it's full of all these shops and stuff you know and Rebecca she likes looking into you know the you know crystals and the, the healing you know magnet stuff like that you know these are things created by God you know what I mean they have healing powers and stuff of course you know but there are also people that you know go far left and go to witchcraft and worship these created things instead of the creator but she saw some of these little magnetic bracelets in a little glass case outside this shop and she's like oh i've always wanted to get one of those let's go in there and look so we walk in and i'm not kidding she takes one step inside of this shop Gotta go. And she says, ooh. And she starts shaking her hands. I'm like, what? I thought she was about to pass out or get sick or something like that. And then she just she put her hand on me like she, like she was weak, like about to fall over. And she's like, ooh. She said, my spirit. She said, it's just so heavy. She said, there's something in here. She said, I, I, we, we got to get out of here. And then she turned around to walk out. I kid you not, I turned around. And there is... Uh, Ouija boards and all kinds of witchcraft books and stuff over there on a shelf in the back. Yeah, on a back bottom shelf. That that stuff, I had no joke. A hundred and ten percent believe that that um, people have. Some people have a gift, a spiritual gift that they're given to be more sensitive to that. Where the the veil for them is maybe a little a little more thin, uh, and you can either see things or feel things that other people can't. Mm-hmm. And. Um, <clears throat> In one way, I'm a little jealous, and in one way, I don't want nothing to do with it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. it's it's a hard that's a hard line there. Well, I've over in Iraq, I felt some heebie-jeebie, you know, being in certain areas, mm-hmm. but we wasn't there long. You yeah. know, I think certain areas, and, think- it, and it was just like. Like I think I told y'all one time about watching Insidious. You yes, you did. We was watching Insidious one night. We just got back from mission. I had to turn it off. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't go to sleep. It felt like the room was enclosing on me. Mm-hmm. So we turned on Hot Rod, which you should It's watch still it. one of your favorite movies. It, oh, yeah. Doesn't that make And it lightened mean? the mood, and then I could, you know, go on to sleep. But it was, I mean, freaky weird. Doesn't that make you wonder about our kids how so much is being blasted towards them to watch this kind of things. And it's like it's it's desensitizing. Yeah, I've never watched a horror movie since that. Well, it's desensitizing and it's programming. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's programming big time. But going back to what you said was the, the same thing about, about um, sensitivity. And I think that there are certain places where anybody could feel because certain places have more of right. a... 
a, a connection to, to the occult or to, to evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's places where I mean, we probably you, you walk in and and we probably just were know. 50 miles away from where the Tower of Babel was or where they think it was. Because it was, we drove past it to get where we were. You went out there and started building again, didn't you? I did. <laughs> I didn't make Build it back better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's in a hole now. Anyhow. But it can be on the opposite side as well. Think about times when you've really felt God mood and mm-hmm. you walked in a place and you're like, oh man, or you know, at church even, you know. So I think it can be both both ways. Hundred percent. I I looking forward. We I said that before, and I was talking to Justin about when when we were going to do this, and I was like, this is very in that same wheelhouse of ghosts and demons and stuff. And I know that's something we're going to get to in the future. I promise. I, pr- I promised him I wouldn't get yeah. too far into that. Very soon. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that is something that you know it, it goes hand in hand with this. I mean, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about. The, well, the spiritual war that's going on all around us that well, most of us can't see. Well, it's demons, and it's also, you know, the Deuteronomy 32, you know, sons of God. They're, they're, they're but, playing on the same team. So, And that's, well, okay, we'll get into that in the future. I want, yeah. let's keep rolling. Okay. Yeah, tell us about your experiences and uh, okay. the things that you've seen. Yeah, you know? when he said that about how there's, it's all around us, and we, we just don't, you know, don't see it. We don't pay attention we to don't, it. 100%. We just don't. We, I think we see it. We just ignore it. Mm-hmm. Or we are desensitized mm-hmm. to well, that, it. Well, that's to the whole, yeah, we just like. Uh, it's Paul Harvey, but remember when we first started recording, I said. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey, <laughs> the comedian. <laughs> yeah. You know, he said the greatest trick of the devil was yeah. to tell people he didn't exist. And they was, believed it. Yes. The greatest trick of the devil was yeah. to host Family Feud. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so I'll tell you the first experience I had um, with with these type of things was my mom was was actually a missionary and she went to Haiti when I was ten. Um, so, she the the night she came back, something happened and I never told anyone. I never told anyone um, for ten years because I was ten at the time and we started talking about it when I was twenty and I said, oh my gosh, I know exactly the night you're talking about. Let me tell you what happened. So she went to Haiti, and um, there's witch doctors who practice voodoo and different things. Well, they were throwing money down on the street, and there's poor poor kids begging everywhere. She said there's this little boy with his stomach was swollen. His hair was orange from malnutrition, um, and no one was picking up this money from the witch doctor. Everyone was afraid. So my mom went over and picked up the money, handed it to that little boy, the witch doctor came over and beat the little boy with a stick. And he said all this gibberish to her. And she was like, oh, yeah, whatever. She went back to their little mission house that night and got so sick. Everyone in her team got so sick. Okay, so then she ended up coming home like the next day. When she came home that night, she told me this when I was 20, like I said. She felt this presence. She was in bed, and she felt this presence outside the house and she was like oh my gosh what is this I feel like there's somebody outside well then she said she felt like somebody was in the house but she was so frozen she couldn't she said she couldn't scream she couldn't like hit my dad who was in bed beside her she didn't know what to do 
and she just laid there and this this image came this dark image the room's dark but you know how a, a dark room but you can still see something else that's even darker a silhouette yeah. this broad big shouldered huge persons what it looked like to her walked into the room and just stood there and you even said i remember that uh, his head was almost like in the ceiling well you that had, was like, what i saw yeah know. well let me so yeah so she saw that and she she told me that all she she couldn't even speak she was she was petrified and she knew in her brain to say jesus just in her mind and when she did it fled okay <coughs> that same night when i was 10 I saw that being. I was laying in bed, and my door was open, and I always kept my door open because, you know, you're 10. You, you holler at your mom, Mom, you know, I need water. I need. So I, you know, it was, a, it was a routine that I'd holler at them. Well, I saw this being that was huge, tall as the door frame, just pacing, walking so slow by my door, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, for hours. I could not scream for my mom. I wanted to scream so bad, and I couldn't. And all I knew to do was put the put my cover over my head and that was that same night and I had no idea until I was 20 I had never told a soul about that because it was the scariest thing I'd ever experienced I was petrified um so then the next night um she told me she told me this just recently when we were talking about this she said the next night she woke up some something was over her mouth she could not breathe she was she was strangling and she just hit my dad and he jumped up and turned the light on and as soon as as soon as the light was turned on she just took this oh I can breathe and then that was it's gone so I asked her I said you know was that what did you bring because I remember she brought a doll home and I always thought well is it from that doll you brought she doesn't believe so she believes that she was over there seeing the haitians that that were praising god and that would i mean they would have church for nine hours you know they would just praise god against all odds they they would be homeless no food but they were so devout she said it opened her sensitivity to god even more on her mission trip so her opinion is that she just became aware that's Hmm. crazy i the you say that about the witch doctors and stuff like that that was my grandfather went to haiti on a mission trip as well and he told us a story or either that or he told my mom and my mom told me i can't remember exactly but he said he was went in and they had to have asked this witch doctor's permission to be in that town mm-hmm. so that he went in the front door and um the guy or guard or whatever they have at the floor, like little foot, little henchman at the mm-hmm. door and says, okay, wait here, I'll go get him. And he says, it goes up the stairs and goes into this room. And then he comes back down and says, he'll be right down. The door opens, the witch doctor comes out, comes down the hall, goes down the stairs, comes right to my grandfather and was never touching the floor. He levitated the entire way down to directly mm-hmm. in front of him. Wow. So I, the, the evil forces of this world, and we've talked about it in a lot of our other stuff that we've done, is that, you know, how the Israelites fall away. Well, these other gods can do amazing things. These other, these other yeah. lowercase g gods can do amazing things that would wow people. I mean, some of it might be parlor tricks, but it's all evil to lead people astray. And I mean, just to see that, I that gives me chills talking about it. Let alone, can't imagine being there or seeing something like and that. And if you think about it too, I mean, this is a spiritual warfare. Is what this is. 
you know, and at, you know, Deuteronomy 32, it said that the nations were divided amongst the sons of God, you know. So, and it says that, uh, you know, remember in Luke, you know, chapter 10, I think it was uh, verse 18 through 20, you know, after telling Jesus, you know, about them casting out demons, you know, he replied, you know, he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. You know, we talked about that in uh, one of our episodes, you know. So basically, after the his uh, apostles come back, you know, and talking about, hey, you know, we've, you know, told this many people about the gospel and we've cast out all these demons, you know, and they were all excited telling him about it. That was his reply. So it was kind of like, you know, the up there in the divine council scene, you know, they're up there, you know, the, the sons of God talking, you know, and God's like, well, hey, Satan, you know, look what my... Look what my son and his apostles and stuff were doing to your nations. Yeah. And he, shoom, he flew down like lightning to try to put out the fires, you know. So when these missionaries are going over and spreading the gospel, and like you were talking about, you know, they would be out there praising God and worshiping for eight, nine hours. Mm-hmm. It upsets these gods. They're starting to lose control. They're mm-hmm. starting to lose their hold on the people. Mm-hmm. So they fight back. Mm-hmm. That's when you start getting you know the i guess some people would call them hauntings you know or bad things happening to you because now you're in the crosshair of the enemy mm-hmm. you are trying to take their land and their people away so it's like you know you're caught in the crossfire you know and with the whole great commission you know it says you know satan was thrown out of heaven you know he lost his quote unquote authority because, you know, even Jesus said, you know, all authority under heaven and earth has been given unto me now. You know, but he hasn't given up. You know, this is spiritual warfare. We're caught right in the middle of it. So just because all authority has been given to Christ now, you think they're just going to bow out and hand it over? Yeah, well, okay. no, they're, they're fighting back, and we're seeing it with all these experiences. Revelation 12, 12, Woe unto you, O earth and sea, for the devil has came down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. Think about what Jesus said, right? What Jesus said that he did not come for the righteous, he came for the sinners. And it's just the inverse, just the inverse for those lowercase g gods and for Satan. They don't care about the sinners. They already have them. Right. They're yeah. coming for the righteous. That's yeah. the whole battle right there. I mean, kind of summed up in a way where it, they're, I mean, yeah, it's, if you're walking the same direction as Satan. And I've told you guys. You're not going to see them. I've told you guys the more and more that we do good for God, if, if, if we keep pushing and, and doing everything we can to, to help promote God's word, to help Christians grow, to, to, I mean, to, to grow ourselves, because honest to goodness, I've grown so much just since we started this. I mean, it's blown me away, the, the, the things that, that you know, what I'm reading and how much God's giving me out of those things, it blows me away, but that... We have to be careful. Now we're being attacked. Because he's going to come at us, and we have to know that. We have to know that things are coming our way, and we have to always fight that battle the same way. You know, we, we have to use God's word. The armor we have to of God. Pray. The armor of God, exactly. Yep. But that's so important. That's, and, and for anybody out there who's becoming a, 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 a new believer or, or, or someone whose faith is growing, just know there's tri- there's trials yeah. and tribulations ahead, but that's short term. Mm-hmm. The big picture, you know, the whole thing is we we're doing this for the end game. You know, we're doing this for God, but the whole point is is we're doing this 
because eventually we're going to be in heaven. That's the whole point. Yeah. And, and, and hopefully taking as many people as we can with us. <laughs> but anyway, back to, uh, I'm sorry, I get on these no, little tangents. Good. I apologize. I thought you were going to say something, Ben. I lost it. <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> and uh, one verse I was wanting to bring up uh, before you went on. To, I know you got a bunch of really cool stories if you tell all the ones you've told me you got some <laughs> really good ones uh but th some of the stuff you just talk about you know those apparitions you know and uh stuff you know going on with uh, your mom and that you've seen uh even in old testament you know job chapter 4 verse 13 uh, through 16 it says you know amid thoughts from visions of the night when deep sleep falls on men dread came upon me and trembling which made all of my bones shake. A spirit glided past my face. The hair of my flesh stood up. It stood still, but I could not discern its appearance. So it's talking about wow. these these demons and, and these, mm -hmm. these sons of God. That's one of their fight tactics. Mm -hmm. You know, they come at you at night and deep sleep mm -hmm. and visions. Yes. When you're vulnerable and I have never heard that. You said that's in Job? Yeah, Job chapter 4, verse 13 through um, 16. Because as you know, I have experienced things like that at nighttime. Um, being woke up and something clawing on the bed and, and you get up and the right side of the bed where you felt it, the sheets and everything's pulled back. And even one night, I don't know if you remember, but I felt like something was in the room bouncing around and I just felt this heaviness and um, a fuse blew in our bedroom. I was home. Yeah. I came out. It was like three something, oddly enough. Yeah. And I said, oh my gosh, something just popped. I heard this loud noise in the bedroom and I was experiencing this presence and a fuse blew in our bedroom. So I had never heard that in Job. That's pretty neat. Um. You guys are making this really tough not to go into the, the ghosts and the demons and stuff. You're killing me right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so then, um, so then uh, also, so I got to go back to Haiti years later. Uh, I went in 2010. Um, Did there you was drink the water that time? Huh? Did you drink no, the water? No, you're getting it mixed nope. up. You're talking about nope. India. Nope. Oh, sorry, yeah, India. Haiti. My nope. bad. Haiti. My I bad. Never, you never drink the water. You know. Anywhere. Anywhere. Don't even use it to brush your teeth. Ex except don't, in Mexico. That's, uh, you're, you're good there. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> it's a joke. Joke. So, but you can have the ice. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oh, no, no. Don't do that. In, um, in 2010, there was an earthquake in Haiti. And how weird was that? There had right. never been an earthquake. And it was a, um, seven, a level 7 earthquake, which was massive. But the odd thing about the earthquake is that it um, it was near Port-au-Prince. It was in the mountains. That's where 80% of the witch doctors live. Boom. Um, so so that's where the earthquake, what? No, God, God's I judgment. In New Orleans. Oh, yeah. All I mean, the voodoo and yeah. stuff down mm -hmm. there, yeah. Yes. Go you ahead. tell me that ain't divine judgment. Well, it's it's exactly what it is. I think but the, But we're so foolish... As a, you know, humans, you go right back to it. I Don't give it no thought. 
I think that's kind of like in the same way, though, the world is becoming more and more evil, like I said, in, as in the days of Noah, right. right? And it says in Revelation that more of these things, more natural more disasters, natural disasters are going to start happening. And is it any coincidence that it happens in areas where maybe there's an influx a build of up. depravity yeah. or, or something of that nature? I mean, I, I don't know, but that seems like a pretty mm-hmm. interesting coincidence yeah. there. Yeah, but all the end times people, too, you know, I mean, how, how long have they been saying it? You know, oh, look at all the natural disasters. You know, the end is near, the end is near. But it tells us plainly, if, if you read that, when Jesus was telling them, he says, and you'll people will be saying, oh, yes, the end is coming. But he said, but not yet. He said, this is just the beginning of the mm-hmm. birth pangs. Mm-hmm. The Braxton Hicks. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Um, so, yeah, so it was neat that um, the mission house we were staying at did not even get a crack from the earthquake. We Everything was just rubble. I mean, there wasn't a building standing. I'm not lying to you. When we went down, when we went in the main areas, the main Port-au-Prince, there was not one building. And then there is that one mission house. Now, people say it was because it was American Bill and the Haitians didn't know how to, you know, they weren't preparing for an earthquake. I don't know. It was God's protection. I don't know. Yeah. Um, See, there, in we lived in Clarksville, and we had a tornado come through. And it it hit downtown, which luckily it was in the morning at night. I don't, I don't know, maybe just a handful of Those people. Those two are contradictory. Have, which one was it? Whatever. It was like four. The sun was gone? The sun was not up yet. <laughs> but uh, it's like... If looks could one, kill. It's like one... <laughs> It's like one church, our church had one broken window. The building next to it was half tore up. A church down the street, you know, I mean, I was like 12, maybe 13, 14. If, you know, my memory's a little, but what I can remember was there is, I guess it might have been a Lutheran church or something. It's always had the cross outside with the red door, the, the thing fabric draped mm-hmm. over it yeah the fabric was still on the cross and the two walls that had the ten commandments written on them were the only thing standing in the church well, that's like 9-11 wow. tell know, me about that the twin towers that failed you, you guys know about that church and me and her found out about that when we mm-hmm. went to new york we took the tour and went to the 9-11 site or whatever they had like a plaque there and it said that this church i can't remember the name of it is mm-hmm. a big massive church but it was right there next to the Twin Towers. I'm talking about next block over. Right. And when they gave us the tour, the guys were telling all these stories and stuff. And it said that uh, uh, everywhere around was rubble. And it said all the windows were, you know, shattered and everything else. Uh, but they said that uh, not one stone was cracked, not one window busted out. But all the surrounding buildings yeah, uh, were foundations cracked and windows all blew out from the explosion and stuff mm-hmm. like that but it was kind of, what they, they even had a name for it it's like yeah. the miracle of what i guess maybe whatever the church name was but yeah you see yeah. that stuff mm-hmm. a lot hmm. it's just you know to me it's people's like oh that's random that ain't random Mm-mm. you know i don't know what the church was doing or whatever yeah. but the fabric still on the cross outside in a tornado mm-hmm. The building gone, but the two walls that had the Ten Commandments on it were still there. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so 
so yeah so going back to uh we're talking about the witch doctor so in haiti uh you know they just had an earthquake so there was obviously no electricity and so they were somehow running by generator somehow i don't know but anyways at the same time every day the whole town they would just turn the generators off so like at seven eight o'clock wherever you're at it is pitch i mean it just goes pitch black so they told us wherever you're at take a flashlight and get back asap because that is when the witch doctors come out and that happened to us one night and we're all rushing back you know and uh the next thing i know we get back and i hear this beautiful this this sound these people singing i thought they were singing gospel like hymnals or something it was just a beautiful sound and i even like opened my window at the mission house and was just sitting there listening and someone said do you hear the witch doctors in the mountains they were singing that's what that was i thought it was people like excited we were there and they came to sing around they were singing like in the mountains near our mission house um but it's it's such a hold on people there that they don't even even the christians over there don't even recognize the witch doctors are not the difference they don't because even our translator we're talking we i asked my translator about what's your you know what tell me about the witch doctors oh they helped me find my um my watch i lost my favorite watch this is what the translator told me he said i lost my favorite watch and i went to the witch doctor and said please help me find it and he told me you will find it within three days at this location and he was right so they don't he didn't even think of it as a negative he even said witch doctor not not bad no not bad um but that we did go to a church there the pastor told us a story and i thought it was pretty neat he said that when he was a baby that his mom was walking down the road and a witch doctor came up to his mom came straight up to her and said hand me your baby and his mom was just terrified oh this is my baby she handed the witch doctor him the baby and the witch doctor just slammed the baby on the on the concrete slammed the baby down and walked away well that guy grew up and became a preacher and he was who let trying us to he yeah stop the witch doctor before, noticed it yes trying to stop it before it happened yeah, the, the, yes. either the demon or the spirit mm. behind that witch yeah. doctor knew the destiny of that mm-hmm. man and tried to stop it tried to stop it and it didn't and tell them about the i can't remember the statistic but when that earthquake hit that mountain where all those witch doctors were it it wiped them out like 90 percent of them or something it wiped out almost all the witch doctors in that area they were in the mountains of port-au-prince all right kind of funny coincidence here but uh if you look at uh acts 16 16 through 18 is a story of uh, a fortune teller that was able to predict the future until paul cast the demon out of her so the demon himself could actually predict the future to some degree mm-hmm. which you're talking about that exact same thing with and that, that witch be, doctor right there yeah. and that i mean that just it, it's funny because so many people read the bible and we sit there and, and they're like oh those are those are really cool old stories they yeah, don't really stories. think it pertains to us and you can see these things playing out right mm-hmm. now like mm-hmm. this is so real this is alive this is happening the bible's alive mm-hmm. it's happening right now we're seeing these things happen right now the same thing every time you talk about something there's some kind of scripture we can pull out and say look this mm-hmm. happened nothing's new nothing news under the sun right yeah right. that's what i was about to say it might be a different story with different names but it mm-hmm. still applies yes because 
Nothing is new under the sun. Mm-hmm. It's just a rotation. The wisest I mean, man bell in the world. bottoms Solomon are coming back. That. Well, let's not get carried away. <laughs> and the high, the high belly button blue jeans. Mm-hmm. What are those? The mom jeans? Is that what they call? I those? don't know. Yes, mom jeans. High hip jeans yep. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I need Stone some like, like man spanks that would hold my oh. stomach in just a little bit. I think that would be good. Dear heavenly father. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, please, no, please don't bring that back. <laughs> What's the thing? Garter. Yeah, the, yeah. the corset. The, the yes. corset. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. That's what I need. Think thin. That's what I need. Suck it in. You guys are fun. Yeah. You guys, are, you guys have a lot of fun. Don't tell my wife. Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, gonna wow. call her. <laughs> I did see someone healed in India, which was pretty cool. Well, yeah, I mean, that's spiritual warfare, but it's on the good side. Yeah, yeah, so... I don't know anybody else that can say they've saw what you saw yes. with that. That's yeah. amazing. You saw, you witnessed a miracle from I God. Did. And even witnessing that miracle, I still didn't believe it. I asked, I went... Okay, so I'll tell you what happened. Uh, we just pulled up at this village in India, and anybody that's been out of the country knows what it's like to drive in another country. Okay, it's terrifying. There was a little boy sitting on the corner of a busy street, and he was sitting, uh, we call it crisscross applesauce around here, okay, if you know what I mean. No. Indian style. Yes, but, I, but that's apparently not okay to say anymore. It's crisscross applesauce. Who cares? You don't have to be politically correct. <laughs> Who cares? This well, is our show. Okay, listen, I've worked in the school system. That's what they Tough say. Up, that's what they say cup. in the school system. So, anyways, he was sitting that way. Yeah, he was sitting Indian style. Well, it anyways. A, it's American style. Yeah, yeah American Indian style. <laughs> we got to get it right. <laughs> Native American Indian style. So he was on this corner of this busy street. He was probably about six or seven years old. And so we, we park the the bus, and we go out, and we're, we're witnessing everything. And I'm like, I don't know, 19 at the time. And I have three younger, like, 13-year-olds with me. And so they're like, okay, let's just go out and kind of mingle with the crowd. Well, we go up to this little boy. And we have our translator, and this little boy's legs, you can see that they are, he, he's crippled. You can see They're that, thin. Yeah. No muscle, no. Yes. 100%. They had never been used. Yeah. Yes, you can tell. And come find out, he had never walked. And every day he wants to sit there. That's, the bit, that's his highlight of the day is sitting there watching the traffic. Well, the 13-year-olds I were with said, oh, we'll pray for him. God will heal him today. Well, you know, I'm like, oh my goodness, that is some powerful words to say, and I'm terrified. Uh, so, boy, did they have faith. They prayed and prayed, and I was like, okay, we're done praying, you know, okay, you know, nothing happened, walk away. And this this one girl in my group said, no, we're, we're staying, we're praying. And I said, oh my goodness, the faith of this girl. So, we started praying, and she says, the grandma at this point walks up, or, you know, what are you doing with my son or whatever, yeah. or my grandson? She And the grandmother says, oh, honey, he's always been this way. Thank you. Move along, basically. And this, this 13-year-old in my group says, Grandma, hold him up. Hold him up. Put your, arm, put your hands underneath his arms and hold him up. She did. And we're praying over him. And I have his feet. I'm not even looking up. I'm just, I'm just touching his feet. And, and I see that he is, seems to be getting taller. And I felt the Lord telling me to to kiss kiss his feet. And I did that. 
and it's like he kept he it seemed like he was getting taller his legs before my eyes I kid you not me saying this is even hard to say because I don't expect anybody to believe me I saw that little boy's legs straighten up I you should have seen his face I have never he could not believe it and she couldn't believe it she started screaming she started she wanted to know what god we serve she got saved that day at on that spot she was screaming and shouting now granted he wasn't running and jumping but his legs straightened and and we um that 13 year old i told you about she held his hands and was and was helping him like not walk necessarily but move and and just kind of you know, move around a little bit. He wasn't necessarily running and jumping, but it was a miracle I saw right before my eyes. And I went to her with translator, and I said, you ask her, because I need to know this. Has he ever straightened his legs? And she said, not in his entire life, seven years old, ever how old he was. So. Well, praise God. Yeah, praise God. That's and, unreal. And it's weird and immediately because wanted to know what God you served. She did. She got the saved that day. God. Did you tell him? Did you tell him the right one? <laughs> did you use the right word? Oh, did you yeah, say right. his name right? <laughs> well, that matters. Anybody that's had a translator, you know, you say twenty words and then they end up saying two. If you've ever, <laughs> yeah. you, you, that's usually it's like what or well, it depends. Or you say two and they say twenty. Yes, yes. So you're kind of <laughs> unsure what's going on there. But yeah, so so India, um, it was you step off the plane and you just feel the heaviness and you you smell the death, you smell disease. But the people are the most beautiful, sweetest, kindest people I've ever met in my life. They are the poorest, they are the most oppressed. But this the heaviness in that place, I I got asthma, lifetime asthma from going there. Um, it, it messed up my lungs. Um, well, you're already so spiritually sensitive, and the, the presence of those gods there is so mm-hmm. heavy. Like you said, there was like over 3,000 gods. Three, 330 million. Oh, God, wow. Million. <laughs> million. You miscounted. Yeah. yeah. By a, a couple zeros. Places. I mean, yeah. still, I thought, that uh, would have a heavy, we heavy presence. We went presence. through the Egyptian uh, pantheon, you know, not that long ago, and that was what? Just You mean when you were doing the just building over, pyramids? You went right when I, yeah, yeah, when yeah. I, well, that's how I found yeah, out about it. Oh, gotcha. I found out about yeah. it. But they, sorry, they were Sorry. over 2,000 gods there, and I thought that was crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, just like in Japan, you know, I mean, I've been to Japan. Over there, they practice, you know, sh- what they call Shintoism. And basically, I mean, if they counted them, I'm sure it'd be very large number, too. I mean, it's the spirit of the air, the spirit of the mountain, the spirit of the grass, the oh, spirit yeah. of the tree. Mm-hmm. There's just all these different spirits of everything. That's great. It's kind of cool. I, did, I guess I never really thought about that, that we've all been somewhere, you know, on the around the, the world in some capacity or another. You know, that you, is crazy. I never being, thought of that. I haven't thought of it. You yeah. being a missionary, yeah. you being in the military in Iraq. Between you being all of us, Japan. we have been at the four corners. Mm-hmm. I almost fell off. I got so close to the edge. Well, good thing the dome kept you in. Uh, okay, anyway. flat earther. Where's the great uh, oh, cosmic I, I'm not tree? The, I'm not the flat earther. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm like I'm looking forward to uh, digging into this a little bit deeper, taking the spiritual warfare to the next level to really talk about where it comes from, um, what we experience, and I firmly believe what uh, Becca was talking about here when she says the uh the good and the bad side of it and i always thought you know always thought that and i mean up until literally within the last month that i could sum it all up and just say you know all that stuff's demons 
and after reading and looking at everything, I it blows me away that there's so much material there that I think that it'll it'll be a fun time to start digging into this a little bit because which I mean you know October's coming we've kind of planned that month I know around you know uh, spiritual warfare uh, demons you know fallen angels and uh, where do we go when we die you know see Sherry if you're still listening to us we 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 take advice if you guys got uh, suggestions or subject matter you want us to look into we we do listen those are coming up soon i'm i'm stoked and been researching now for a bit so i'm i'm ready we got some more guests lined up too you guys are going to be real excited about some of the names we got coming we had our most famous one just now mm. but <laughs> in person in yeah. person i know i know she, she and i know i cast a big so. shadow honey she but being the wife or known as the wife of doc brown it's not it, all that bad uh, yeah Pretty big deal. I mean, she drove all <laughs> she the way She said here. that at a church we visited one time. It embarrassed me to death. We went to this church and visited. It did. It embarrassed me. <laughs> but uh, we, first time visiting, and uh, we were oh, shaking yeah. hands, you know, and introducing people and getting to know people and stuff. And we go up to the pastor, and uh, he looked at me, and he said, I couldn't take my eyes off you the whole service, didn't he? Yeah. He said, you look so familiar. He said, I know you from somewhere. And before I had a chance to even respond, Rebecca looks at him. She just smiles and puts her hand on my shoulder. She says, well, he's kind of a big deal. He's a podcaster. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> well. I'm really big in China. That's crazy. That's cool. But, yeah, I think that's a wrap, guys. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in and listening to us. And uh, Get us up on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Find us on Facebook community. If you ain't a member, you need to hurry up and be one. You're missing out on, a, on contests, exclusive content and giveaways. We've done giveaway shirts and stickers and all kinds of cool stuff. We're going to start giving out. And on the website, we talked about this on the website um, Justin has put up a bunch of different uh, uh, book ideas, uh, uh, reading suggestions, things like this, just to help you dig in a little bit deeper. And um, we're going to start doing that, too, on the Facebook on the Facebook community because we've got people asking there. And uh, just really, I mean, there's so, there's so much good material. And, and it really helps to get some good recommendations from somebody because you don't want to start reading uh you know, reading something that uh, maybe doesn't align with the Bible or, or something that maybe comes off as religious uh, in the right way and it really isn't. So it like helps that, to like that. One yeah. Book. Well, it, I don't want to talk about that. That was. I'll tell you. We can talk about that. I guess. Well, we can talk about that more in the future. Whew. That was terrifying. We burn it. Yeah. <laughs> no joke. Literally, we burned that dude in the fire. <laughs> so, if you guys uh, ain't following us. You hear that ain't? If you ain't, ain't. following us on uh, Instagram, we're on Instagram uh, at uh, the Dig Four Two Three. Uh, Twitter uh, at the Dig Four Two Three. Our website, uh, the Dig Bible Podcast dot com. Our Facebook group is uh, the Dig Bible Podcast, um, and that's pretty much it. But yeah, stay tuned in and don't miss out. And y'all just keep digging. We appreciate y'all listening. We thank you for listening to the Dig Bible Podcast. Questions, comments, or future episode ideas? We'd love to hear from you at thedig423 at gmail.com. 
If you enjoy our content, don't forget to share, subscribe, and check out our Facebook group at The Dig Podcast. Remember, you can't lean on a shovel and pray for a hole. You gotta dig.